when it happened last year, Ollie began <clears throat> to make a plan. He'd heard all the legends. He'd heard the stories. He'd done some reading. But he wanted to see for himself. So this year, when Christmas came around, Ollie executed his plan. The stories were unclear about whether or not Santa Claus visited adults. But they were all very clear that he visited children. So first, he needed an accomplice. Luckily for him, a friend of his lived just nearby and had not one, not two, not three, but four kids. And I thought, well, if Santa Claus is actually going to come, he'll definitely visit that house. They've got just like so many kids. So he made an arrangement with the family. He said, I'm gonna, I'd like to come over and do a stakeout on Christmas Eve. I want to find out the truth about Santa Claus. So the family said, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to do. So you just, like, you want to sleep over, I guess? I said, well, kind of. If things go, I'm hoping they'll go. I won't be here all night. But, yeah, basically. I said, all right, well, you know, you can have dinner with us, I guess, if you want. I know you don't really have a big family in town, so we'd love to have you. I said, well, that's very kind of you. So Ollie made preparations. He put together a bag with some warm clothes and some snacks a flashlight and a GPS and a few days before Christmas he hid them up on the roof of the family's house girls, stop kicking your legs around you need to lie still Greta, arm down Greta, seriously, stop He hit it up on the roof, like I said. Uh, Christmas Eve. He came over and they had a lovely Christmas Eve dinner. And Ollie was really feeling quite blessed to be invited after a fashion to have Christmas Eve with his family. And he thought, you know, if this doesn't work out, it's not so bad. Worst case scenario, I get to enjoy Christmas morning with these lovely people and how kind they are to welcome me into their house especially to welcome me into their house in order to do a stakeout on Santa Claus but when the kids all went to bed and the adults talked for a while Polly and the parents I mean and they went to bed too but Ollie didn't go to bed Ollie went up the chimney now he wasn't sure didn't want to block Santa. But this house didn't have a fireplace, mind you. So it had a couple of different flues for the, uh, for the heater and for the water heater and things like that. That might be where Santa Claus would go in. He wasn't sure. So he got himself up on the roof and he actually hid 
in the um, in the chimney of the house next door. And then he waited. He started to stake out. He was just poking up a little bit, just barely, so he could see. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited. And he was starting to get sleepy, but he's like, nope, nope, I can do this, I can do this. And then right when he was about to give up, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like a flash, this sleigh, this sled, being pulled by reindeers, showed up swung out of the sky so fast. It came to a stop so fast. Ollie was surprised that the that the rider in his bag didn't go flying. All I didn't need to be told. This was Santa Claus. Ollie waited until Santa Claus disappeared down the chimney. He did indeed go down the flue for the main boiler. Brave, considering it was warm. But I guess a fireplace would be warm, too. Ollie darted over being careful that the ranger didn't see him. And s secured himself away on a underside of the sled in kind of a little pocket where there's a, a piece of mounting hardware for the skids. skids. <clears throat> and barely did Ollie get himself situated when he felt the sled yeah, move around with the weight of Santa Claus getting back on. And away they flew. It was not like one of the stories that said, a long processional where he said, on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, and so on and so forth. No, he just hopped in and off they went. Well, I was glad that he'd found a place that he could you know, resist some G-forces because, man, they took off. A lot of acceleration. If Ollie had just been clinging to the back of something, he might have been flung off. But he had a good solid spot he was hanging on to. It was dizzying. He had no interest in snacks because they flew so fast. They swung down, swung up, swung down, swung up, swung down, swung up. It's a dizzying pace. Ollie wasn't even sure how long it was taking. It was just such an intense pace of movement. He couldn't really even keep track of time. After what seemed like forever, they stopped darting in and out. And there was a long, calm flight. All I could see is that they were going over land and sea, going over ice. And he thought, no, for real? Are we going to the, are we going to the North Pole? I didn't think he would really live in the North Pole. I thought he would just have, like, a secluded getaway somewhere. And they pulled in, this time way more gently, at a leisurely pace. They landed on the ground and trotted along on the ground with the sled trailing behind. They pulled into a big, somewhere between a barn and a garage. And I could hear as the rider carefully unhitched the reindeers and let them go to go and wander around. And then he heard footsteps on the straw. He came around back. 
And then there was a big jolly voice saying, well, did you enjoy the ride? Polly looked up tentatively. And there was a large man. Not quite as fat as some of the stories say. He looked like he was strong and heavy. But he did have a big belly. He did have big rosy cheeks. And he was indeed wearing a red suit. Although it was far more practical than some of the ones you see drawn. He had little glasses that his alley was not sure how they would have stayed on. Maybe they didn't. Maybe he just put them on just now. And eyes that were looking right at Ollie. I said, you knew I was here? Because I knew you were there. I knew you were there as soon as I got back in my sled. I use this sled every year and have for a long time. I've gotten very used to being able to tell the weight and the way it shakes and the way it shimmies. I maintain this thing myself, you know. I know every creek. And when I got on, I knew something was amiss. Something was different anyway. So on the next skip around, I did a loop-de-loop -loop such that I was able to, to see around the back with a mirror. I figured that my flying was going to be too crazy for you to follow. I said, it certainly was. That was insane. I couldn't tell where we were or how long it took even. So I said, yeah, you got me about three quarters of the way through the night. But that's still a lot of kids that we visited. So you've been in 16 countries and two continents. I said, whoa. And we're now in the North Pole. Yep, well, at the North Pole. In my barn at the North Pole. So, you found me. I'm Santa Claus. You're here. What's next? I said, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I didn't really have much of an end game. I was just wanting to see for myself if you were real, and I thought maybe since I'm pretty sneaky, I could do it. I guess I wasn't sneaky enough. I says, well, you were sneaky. You were pretty sneaky. I didn't know you were on the roof. I didn't, wasn't aware of you until we pulled away, like I said. You snuck up on me. That's legit. Not a lot of people can sneak up on Santa Claus. You must be pretty patient. I said, yeah, stakeouts and patience are kind of my, one of my biggest tools in my tool belt. I said, what is it that you do when you're not, you know, tracking down mythical figures? I said, well, I'm a private eye, so I do a fair amount of tracking down mythical figures, actually. I've kind of got a penchant for the supernatural and strange. So I said, oh, you want to come inside and have a hot cocoa and tell me all about it? I'd be curious to hear what other sorts of mythical creatures, characters you've met. And so they did. They went inside and they chatted and talked all night long. About the strange things Ollie had seen and all the crazy changes that Santa had seen. Ollie wasn't sure exactly when he fell asleep. But when he woke up, he was on a pillow. Which he was pretty sure he hadn't been on when he'd fallen asleep. 
could hear some rustling down the hall. So we wandered down there, and there was Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and a handful of other people. Elves. Elves. Yeah, still celebrating from the night before. Ah. Santa said, yeah, well, you're up. Yeah, we've been up for a while, but um, today is a big celebration. We're going to have two weeks off, and that starts today. We always have a big party. And since you're here, welcome to join us. I don't have time to take you back to Baltimore right now, but so you might as well stick around and I'll uh, take you back to Baltimore tomorrow. And it was the strangest, most wonderful party Ollie had ever attended. And that is the story of Ollie and the Holiday Stakeout.